Hi again everyone. In this session we're going to take a look now at soul ties or heart ties. And so when we speak of that, it's just a term for close relationships that we have with other people where heart ties, heart relationships are established that are sometimes called soul ties because they're so deep. The likelihood is that these relationships involve family and friends, but not always. Sometimes it can even be enemies and abusers that affect us in this way. Now, God's intention was that soul ties should be a positive source of blessing. And that happens when there's godly order. So the first man and woman who were married in Genesis chapter 2, 24, it says of Adam and Eve, Therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. And this was a source of blessing, not just to Adam and Eve, but to all of humanity and has been uh, ever since. And so when there's godly order established, this is a source of blessing. But whenever there isn't godly order, this tie of the heart can become harmful and effectively a curse upon us. And the idea is found in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14, where Paul says, Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness, and what communion has light with darkness? And here Paul introduces this very graphic illustration of the heart tie with a yoke. And the yoke, of course, is that implement that's used in uh, in farming, and it depicts the idea of being joined together with another. Now we've got in Scripture examples of positive heart ties and negative ones. An example of a positive one was David and Jonathan. And we read in 1 Samuel 18, 1. Now when he had finished speaking to Saul, the soul of Jonathan was knit to the soul of David and Jonathan loved him as his own soul. There's a positive uh, friendship that was a heart tie. We also see that this is a bond between believers in the body of Christ, the church. Paul talks of this in Colossians 2, 1 and 2. For I want you to know what a great conflict I have for you and those in Laodicea. And for as many as have not seen my face in the flesh, that their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love and attaining to all riches of the full assurance of understanding, to the knowledge of the mystery of God, both of the Father and of Christ. And so in the church, there ought to be a spiritual union of hearts effectively tied in soul in a positive way. But there are negative um, uh, examples in Scripture of soul ties. And one of the most common and obvious uh, that we see is Jacob and Benjamin. And there was an unhealthy codependency uh, between the father and the son here. And it nearly killed the father, Jacob. Do you remember the story that when Joseph asked for Benjamin to remain in Egypt... Uh, Judah makes this plea uh, to Joseph that that shouldn't happen. In Genesis 44, verse 22, first of all, we read, And we said to my Lord, The lad cannot leave his father, for if he should leave his father, his father would die. Then down to verse 30 and 31, Now therefore, when I come to your servant, my father, and the lad is not with us, since his life is bound up In the lad's life, there's a negative soul tie if ever there was one. His life is bound up in the lad's life. It will happen when he sees that the lad is not with us, that he will die. 
so your servants will bring down the grey hair of your servant, our father, with sorrow to the grave. So this was a very negative soul tie between a father and a son that almost killed Jacob the father. One of the strongest soul ties appears to be that of the sexual union. Um, and indeed it, it can be any sexual activity uh, or indeed romance itself without the sexual act. But it is often the, the most um, gripping and uh, the strongest soul tie that, that is known to mankind. And again, there's a positive dimension that was God's intent in the beginning, in his original design. Sexuality was meant to be a major source of, of God-ordained and positive soul tie in marriage as God planned it. However, when sex takes place outside the boundary of God's order, um, such sexual ties and romantic ties become destructive. And let me just remind you of that diagram that I've been showing you, I think, almost every session so far, about how the principle of spiritual covering is that we dwell in the realm of submission to the Lordship of Jesus and we're safe. But when we step out of that realm into rebellion, we end up in danger. It's not fait accompli that every time we step out, something happens. But if we want to be secure in everything that God has for us in blessing, it's very important to walk in his ways. Not to earn his favour, but just to be protected and know the best blessings in our lives. And so no doubt this is what Paul had in mind, this ungodly soul tie that brings destruction. When he warned in uh, 1 Corinthians six fifteen. Through 18, do you not know that your bodies are the members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them the members of a harlot? Certainly not. Or do you not know that he who is joined to a harlot is one body with her? For the two, he says, shall become one flesh. But he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Flee sexual immorality. Now listen to this. Every sin that a man does is outside the body. But he who commits sexual immorality sins against his own body. Now we could discuss that for long enough and may not come to definite conclusions. But one thing is certain, in the light of these verses, nobody could conclude that there is such a thing as casual sex or cheap sex. All sexual activity outside the bounds of a loving selfless marriage is dangerous. And sometimes sexual activity that is selfish within marriage can be dangerous as well. Even when sexual activity is consensual and non-abusive, it can be spiritually damaging. Because ultimately we are not joining only two bodies, but we are joining two hearts, two souls. And so what I'm really saying is, if you're praying with someone who's had a relationship years ago, or this may even affect you, that relationship may have ended years ago. The person who you had the relationship might even be dead, whether it's a sexual relationship or a family relationship. But the tie can remain, though the historic sexual contact has ceased. This is vital that you understand this. And that's even reflected in some popular songs um, uh, over the years. Um, Aretha Franklin sang, Take Another Little Piece of My Heart, Baby, uh, depicting the idea that when there was a breakup of the relationship, a piece of her was left with that, that partner. Paul Young, uh, more recently, not that recently for many of you, um, sang, Every time you go away, you take a piece of me with you. 
how instructive is that of how we become broken often through relationships and it's as if a part of us remains with another even after the relationship ha has gone. Uh, if you were to put peanut butter on a palm of this hand and maybe jam, I don't know whether you like peanut butter and jam sandwiches, but put jam on the other hand and you clasp your hands together and rub them together and take them away, there's a mixture of jam and peanut. And that's what happens when we have sexual union with people, whether it's godly or ungodly. There's an element where we're being mixed and joined with them and there's a spiritual dimension to that. Um, another way of putting it is if you put super glue on the palm of one hand and on the other and join them together, they will stick. And when you pull those palms apart, there'll be a bit of flesh left from the other palm on each. And so we've got to understand that there's no such a thing as just quick, un inconsequential sex. A one night stand might be the case in the physical dimension. You might never see that person again, but there are always spiritual consequences. But not only that, a, a soul tie can become a, a union that creates a channel between two people. And that means that there can be spiritual things communicated from one person to another in the sexual act. And that can bring defilement to you and even the others that you will become tied to later on. And I don't want to get into too much depth in this, but there is such a thing as spiritual transference with those who we are tied to. And of course, think about those who've had many relationships and maybe one day they stand before the altar the first time or again after having several sexual or romantic relationships. And as they are standing there, it's as if there are other people standing beside them along with their bride or their groom, people they've been tied to in the past. When they go into the marriage bed and the, the sexual relationship and the marriage, there can be other people involved in that in a spiritual sense because those ties have not been cut. And that could be why some of your relationships are not working, uh, why people are having problems in those areas. But of course, it's not all about sexual unions and romance, but there can be other unhealthy relationships that can bring soul ties. The abuse uh, an abuser brings can mean that we're tied in a negative way to that abuser. Bullying, controlling relationships can be ties that we have with those people. Often those people who we are trying to forgive um, just like we talked about that in, in the previous session, we can actually be tied to those people because they're still having a hold of offence over us. It can be controlling aggressive, passive-aggressive behaviour also, where people are manipulating us in ways. It's very often that there's a control soul tie between a mother and a son, maybe still in his apron strings, um, or a mother and a daughter, where the mother's more like a smother than a mother. But it can be all sorts of relationships between our, our, our parental child relationships and, and, and all the various family relationships we can have. Destructive friendships often bring ungodly soul ties, especially if we started bad behaviours with some of those friends, maybe addictive behaviours, um, abusing alcohol or drug abuse or whatever. Um, pornography can bring a soul tie with the images um, and the models and the websites at times. Um, idolatry brings a soul tie. Secret societies, and we have them in our own land and all across the world, can bring a soul tie. Um, occult behavior, where there's 
and maybe heavy occult or just blood exchanges, being blood brothers or sisters, false covenants that we've entered into, going to mediums and fortune tellers can create soul ties with those people that we have submitted to in a spiritual fashion, perhaps without knowing it. Even certain New Age practices can bring a soul tie between us and the practitioner. Uh, alternative medicines at times can come into that category. But controlling religion, even the Christian kind, can bring soul ties with abusive autocratic leaders. Um, false prophecy, um, when we're, we have things spoken over us that are false pronouncements, can bring a soul tie with, with the person that speaks that. I've ministered to people over the years who have been tied even to a particular place. Maybe an accident happened there or partic particular trauma. Maybe there are memories um, of that place or of a scenario. I've even seen it where there were missionary situations where someone had to leave the mission field through illness or whatever and the person was still tied to the mission field and couldn't get free. Um, there are cases where a, a lady can have an, a, an abortion or even a miscarriage and there's a soul tie with that child uh, or the situation. And so we need to break off these ungodly heart ties at times to see people set free and healed. And that doesn't, as you see in your notes, just mean a termination of the relationship. As I've already stated, those relationships could have been over years ago. Maybe the person isn't even alive. You can still forgive a person that isn't alive and you can still have a soul tie broken from someone who is deceased. It's breaking an invisible tie, not just a termination of a relationship. Some relationships may need terminated. There may need to be barriers put between you and other people. But sometimes there are relationships that cannot be broken because you might be in a marriage or a family relationship or a work scenario that it's not possible just to escape from. And yet the oppressive spiritual hold that these ties have can be severed even when you're still in the relationship. So to go back to our analogy that Paul gave us of the yoke, deliverance from an ungodly tie is like the removal of the yoke from off your shoulders, binding your neck. In Isaiah chapter 58, Isaiah talks about God's chosen fast, the type of fast that God delights in. And one of the things he says in verse 6 is, Is this not the fast that I have chosen to loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, and to let the oppressed go free, and that you break every yoke? God wants us under the Lordship of Jesus Christ and under no other controlling influence than he. And so we need to break these ties. And it might be that your spirit, soul and body will need restoration, healing, ministry, more deliverance after the tie is broken. Very often the breaking of the tie is a preliminary step uh, to healing and freedom. But if those ties have been there or are there, they need to be dealt with. Who would ever have thought that our interactions with other human beings on this earth could have such deep spiritual impact on us? I mean, think of the people that we interact with in our lives. Think of the many friends, family, loved ones, work colleagues, fellow members of churches that we have engaged with over the years who 
Some have delighted us. Others have hurt us deeply. But we need to face facts that as we pray with people or as we uh, need freedom ourselves, we need to ask the question, is there anyone, not only that I need to forgive, but is there any relationship that I have had that has been a bondage to me, that has been abusive to me, that has been unhealthy or ungodly? Why don't you ask that before the Lord even now? And to know healing and deliverance, we, we need to be real about the implications of past and present relationships. They matter. And even though we're forgiven, even though God, by his grace, has brought us into a position of justification, as if we've never sinned and we've become the children of God and God's our Father and there's nothing can separate us from the love of God, there are certain things that can hinder us moving into the depths of experiencing everything that God has for us because we need to remove those things. And so we've talked about repentance. Maybe you need to repent about a relationship. Maybe you need to repent of how you've responded to ungodly behavior and control in your life from another. We don't always behave correctly to that. So we might need to repent of that and confess that. We might need to Forgive the people that harmed us and hurt us and have controlled us. That would be advisable to do that. But then having done that, to ask the Lord Jesus to break any ungodly tie there is between us and another, a place or a, an organisation, whatever. So in your notes you will see, you, you can follow these notes by the way and fill in the gaps as we go along. That's why they're provided. But there's also a prayer, and this is an example prayer, that you might pray with another person or even pray yourself if you need this. And we all do, I think, at some stage in our lives. A prayer to break ungodly soul ties. And it's just a guide. You don't have to pray it word for word. Abba Father, thank you that you are the one true Father after whom every family in heaven and earth has been named. I ask you to reveal to me all earthly relationships, past or present, that have harmed me. Please give me the grace to forgive those who have hurt me. Also, Father, I ask you to please break any ungodly ties that there may be with anyone I have been wrongly joined to. Now, it's important to be specific and name these wrong people if you can remember their names. Also, any un ungodly organizations. So we're talking about sexual relations, romantic relationships, um, controlling friendships, abusive relationships, organizations, secret societies, maybe places that I've talked about where trauma or accidents have taken place or even objects that you've been wrongly tied to. Um, that could be in relation to, to computers and porn and all that kind of stuff. So ask the Lord to break off that tie and then pray this prayer. Please heal me now of all damage from every unhealthy relationship. Thank you, Father. Amen. Let's pray together. And why not come before the Lord and pray something like that uh, as you ask the Lord to break off of you every controlling thing that is hindering you experiencing the fullness of the blessing of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you that our Lord Jesus Christ was made a curse on the cross for our sakes so that we would be set free. That he took away sin completely because he was made sin himself on the cross 
so that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. And we rejoice in that. And we thank you. There's nothing more that we need to add to what he did. It is finished. And it's perfect. And as God, you as Father, look down on us. You see us as your children. You see us as perfected and complete. And yet, Lord, we don't want any barriers between us on our side and you. And we certainly don't want ungodly relationships, heart ties, soul ties, to, to, to prevent us, like being tied to a rock, moving forward to you, the, the great rock that is higher than us. And so, Lord, we just pray right now that you would begin to sever ungodly ties, that you would grant repentance and the ability to forgive others who have hurt folk, and then, Lord, help them in that step of asking you to break off every yoke. Thank you, Father, that you delight in doing this. And in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I declare that as people have engaged and agreed with you, that those yokes should be broken now. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, for whom the Son sets free shall be free indeed. So be free in the love of God today and lead others in prayer ministry to freedom in Christ as well. Thank you for listening. See you again in the next session.